What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Thanks for joining me for another Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. Really appreciate all of you joining us. We're going to talk conferences right now, and joining me, we're going to go right off the bat. I'm here with the Director of Marketing for the Lyft Conferences and Expos. Uh, you might have known in the space in Canada where, of course, cannabis is fully legalized federally uh, across each province. Uh, they've been holding shows in Toronto and Vancouver, and now they're going to be making their entry into San Francisco, but... We'll talk about when that is going to be. And again, I'm here with Lisa Petty. Thanks for being on with me, Lisa. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be here. So I'm glad we got a chance to talk about this. Now, originally, when we had scheduled the interview, all points were set that Lyft San Francisco was going to be held a week from now in San Francisco at the Moscone Center. But as you made a mention, and there was a statement that was made about some significant, impactful, highly impact, impactful market changes. Now, I know some of the things that happened were there has been some uh, issues, I guess, within downtown San Francisco near the conference area where several hotels have shut down. So there's been accommodations would be very scarce and difficult to make. So there's been things that happen right now where not just this show, but other conferences have been affected in San Francisco. So talk to me, if you can, about the decision to go ahead and postpone for February 2024, staying with San Francisco, not going to say San Jose next door, uh, the idea of sticking here and making sure that the San Francisco show goes along on a later date. Sure, absolutely. Well, um, as the marketing director for Lyft, um, as as anyone in marketing can tell you, and I, um, I used to be in your neck of the woods. I used to be um, a member of the media. Uh-huh. I did um, print, digital, and broadcast journalism. So I feel like it, it feeds directly into my marketing philosophy, which is to get to know your audience intimately. What do they want? What do they need? How are you really connecting with them, to, to borrow your word, at a grassroots level? So when we, um, when we decided to make the expansion of Lyft, which is 
number one in Canada. When we decided to come down to California, which is a market that we um, we actually know very well because we used to produce co-produce the Cannabis Business Summit, which took place across California. And then we also did some in the Midwest and the Northeast. Um, but we thought that the Lyft brand would be a great fit in California based on what we knew about that market from producing shows there in years past. And the first thing we did was start making calls, having one-on-one conversations with anyone and everyone, it, a retailer, a bud tender, a regulator, member of a nonprofit. And, you know, concurrently, I'm, I'm doing calls. My, you know, many of our team members are doing calls and concurrently operations necessarily needs to push forward with organizing the show. But it became clear at a certain point after not even kidding, probably the hundredth conversation that what our audience needed um, to, to really make the most out of the rest of 2023 was what we plan to do is um, operate at more of a grassroots level, small networking events, uh, complementary content that will help with business building and understanding current regulations, and then do the big trade show after the first of the year. That's what we were hearing time and again. And um, so that's the decision that we made. But now the plan to go ahead and expand the show into the USA, what is it about that the conference you feel like can definitely stand out and make a difference and also compete in a very crowded conference environment? Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I think that's a fair question. I think what Lyft brings to the table is, is kind of along the lines of what I was talking about a couple minutes ago, just the fact that we really make an, we make a, an effort to connect. We are, we are of the industry, not above the industry. We have a deep knowledge of what we do. We're talking years of experience. We're talking year round team to support our exhibitors, our partners and our speakers. And we really make space for every single audience member at our events. No one will feel lost in the crowd. You're not some, I, you know, some, some little guy wandering around in the space the size of like an airplane hangar wondering what the heck you're doing there. Our events are really personal. They're really tailored. Um, everyone is welcome. And we make a great effort to ensure that everyone is heard. Now, also your show, it's also not just a B2B, but B2C conference. Uh, say for instance, uh, the Vancouver show that will be coming up uh, that we actually have had this past January, you made it very affordable for those in the general public to come visit free for bud tenders and, you know, very, very reasonable for those that wanted to go ahead and be the event business to business as well. Talking mm-hmm. about the price point and the fact that uh, being able to, be able to go ahead and it's not so much the cash grab, which I'm going to say some of the other conferences really do. No comment. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know what, what the other guys are doing, but yes, it's very important for us to keep the price points accessible at, for everybody, be it an attendee or an exhibitor. I, I don't need to tell you that the cannabis industry is, is really tough right now across North America, um, especially, you know, like we found out in California, but I mean, Canada is, is going through some rough patches as well. 
So what we want to do is make it as accessible as possible to create that point of contact, to create that moment of commerce, to create the ability for for literally two people to make a meaningful connection that will help them build their businesses and propel our industry forward. It's like um, our keynote speaker at our last event in Toronto, the head of the OCS, he said, cannabis is not just a market, it's a movement. Right. Now, I want to ask about this because with other companies, I, I make my point and I'm going to just clarify when I try to say cash grab. I'll say from okay. the media standpoint, you I see some conferences that. now that they decide to go and start, start charging for a podcaster's row. And I'm like, you're going to take me off the show floor where I do best doing interviews. I can't go to the show floor with it. I can't have a booth on the show floor to go ahead and record interviews yeah. from. You have to take me off site. You're going to supply me the guests. You know, and then you're also going to charge me to go ahead and occupy space at that podcaster's row. I understand it's necessary. There's, you got to make money when you can, but it's just some of those conferences we've we've been privy to. All due respect to them, I wish we didn't have to do that. You know, the press should have the access to go where you're going to make you know what you're going to make off the sponsors and others. But it's just like I think sometimes some of the agenda to monetize a little more far-fetched than I'd like for it to see. Now, I want to ask this because with the conference circuit out there, various conferences have been bought and sold by other companies. We know MJ Biz went through that not too long ago with Emerald now buying them out. We know that there are other conferences that are doing the same thing. Same thing happened with Lift Expo because originally the show almost a decade ago was part of a different company and it was running through 2020. COVID happened. And now the current owners now who have been doing event management for a long time, took into the space, brought the show back in Toronto, late 2021, May 2022, and then Vancouver, and then the Toronto show this year. So in Canada, we know that the COVID restrictions were much more stringent and that restrictions were not lifted, were lifted well after definitely what the United States went through. Talk to you about the change and the transition out of COVID for all those that, we're working on those shows at that time and now where we are today. Okay. That's a, that's a loaded question. I will well, let's start you. off so, with just a change in, in the management from COVID. And then let's talk about what has happened now after COVID to continue to keep people feeling safe and feeling secure to go to the shows. Oh, absolutely. So um, I have been here at Lyft right about two years. And so I came in at the, um, the I want to say Q4 of 2021, uh-huh. um, did Cannabis Business Summit in San Francisco, um, which was just right after Lyft in Toronto, both of which were managed by this team. Now, before that, I worked for a company in which I hosted, um, not even kidding, probably 12, if not 14 COVID era trade shows where we stayed open in order to facilitate business. This was in a different sector in apparel and accessories. Um, So going from like even the earliest, earliest days where we didn't know how this thing was transferred, we didn't know what we were doing and nobody had any masks. You remember masks weren't a thing until we were into it already. Um, you know, going into mask mandates, going into mask 
controversies, you know, going through hand sanitizer shortages and everything. I think that there is there is no industry like the events industry um, to be able to tackle any challenge and the show must go on. Right. Um, so yes, we we did everything we could and then some. Meanwhile, um, really trying to keep the like a welcoming atmosphere going because there was a lot of stuff we had to do that was like, oh my gosh, it's like walking into that scene in ET with the dudes walking around, you know, with the with the right. white suits and whatnot. No, no, um, exactly. No, so I also like, go ahead. Uh, I'm sorry. No, I just think it's um. So the answer is yes. Uh, health and safety of our attendees is always going to be first and foremost. And um, I think we're, we're in a good place right now, but we are as a, as a society, as a world, we are now aware of the possibility of global pandemic. I think we'll continue to do better, but hopefully not have to, because they're, you know, I, I don't want to go through that again, but now that we know no what we're does. doing, no, right. but now that we know what we're doing, um, even in events, I think we can we can make it even even smoother. Now, the other thing you made a mention of was that uh, talking about the cannabis business summit, which is the NCIA events. Which, unfortunately, and by the way, we host the uh, NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice podcast. And at the moment, uh, the show will be returning in the fall for those that are listening in. Shout out! Shout out to our former partners at NCIA. Right. But now the thing was is that because they're no longer hosting their event in San Francisco or any other events of that magnitude any longer, the room was opened up to continue to have a show in San Francisco. So what was it about that market and what was left behind of that appeal and that response that needed to be for that market? Talk to me about that part where there needed to be a show in San Francisco of what Lyft can do and why the Lyft brand was the best choice to go ahead and be able to take that spot at the Mascone Center. Okay. Yeah. So um, first of all, I'll say that San Francisco is key. That being said, there are quite a few other cities that we're looking at for, you know, for the future, but starting out with San Francisco, this is the gateway to the Emerald Triangle, of right. course. The, um, the area of the country, if not the world, where the most and most high quality cannabis is grown. Um, we're talking about the city that was the birthplace of the national legalization movement. We're also talking about somewhere that frankly needs our support right now. Um, it's, it's no secret that San Francisco is struggling so it was important for us to double down and say, you know what, we might be we might be moving this event to early next year because that's what our audience wants. But we also want to continue to support San Francisco. Agreed. Now, and I'll just say this, I got to go to the Bay Area many times for conferences if it was not for cannabis for other things. But uh, I've always had an affinity for San Jose which mm -hmm. is about an hour away. And I love the convention centers and all that. San Fran is lovely. Don't get me wrong. It really is. The weather's great. Whenever time you want to go. Then So I get that part. Also just the proximity of what you have with the California market and the ongoing changes and issues that are going on there that really companies do have a lot of obstacles to overcome when it comes to 
marketing when it comes to the kind of tax room that has to be given back to the state, the issues with illicit market, with the issues, I mean, just so many other things with compliance. There's just so much there that can be covered. So mm-hmm. is there an idea, if you're looking at other cities, given on how the San Francisco show goes, I mean, is there is this where Lyft is looking to go ahead and do a spurt into adding additional shows in the USA? Is that something that's being considered? Or do you think the three-show model right now is really the threshold of where Lyft wants to be? Well, uh, being in marketing, I have to say that ultimately I contribute to these decisions, but I don't make them. So what I can say is that for 2024, we are putting our everything into our three core cities. What happens after that? Well, um, it would be as difficult to say right now as it would be to say what's going to happen in the cannabis industry 24 months from now. It's a dynamic space. And I think we have seen many cities come out as, um, as front runners, as epicenters of change in cannabis that nobody would have expected. So um, 2024, we are... We are going back home to Toronto, Vancouver. We're doing San Francisco 2025, dot, dot, dot. Stay tuned. All right. So we're going to leave it there. Thank Really appreciate you taking time out to go and talk to us about it. So as we go and wrap things up, uh, we want to go and direct people to the website, liftexpo.ca. And you have your upcoming event in Vancouver, and that will be held January 11th through the 13th. We are always in Vancouver in January. Right. And obviously we'll attend a lot lot of tracks to go ahead and go in through. And as we're going to talk about it, when you see the change of what's been going on with Canada, and obviously with being in Vancouver, BC has a whole lot of production right now, a whole lot of cultivation being done. And Mm -hmm. when you see what the current market looks like, the other thing too is that if you look at what Canada is looking at right now, where the U S has always looked at Canada as a role model, as you know, what will happen, what will federal legalization look like when it comes here, which I still think is three to five years away, even if it gets to the bill and we get to that point. Mm-hmm. But what do you think right now about what you showcase in Canada? And I would just want to find out what is being taken away from what will be at the U.S. show if a lot of the Canadian contingency will be coming to this show and San Francisco? And what can be brought in in terms of expertise that the American market could really learn from? Well, I, first of all, I want to say that these two audiences, though there is some overlap, they are distinct. And whether it be now or in the future, yes, um, Canada sets some examples But our two countries, I I think, especially as far as cannabis industry is concerned, uh, sisters, but not twins. There are vast differences between the two. There's a reason why Lyft has a U.S. content director and a Canadian content director. So we have two different people with different areas of expertise, deep knowledge within the cannabis industry of each of their respective countries who put together our conferences, who put together our stage schedules for the expo, who put together the the speakers, the information, the panels, all of that good stuff so that we're sure that we're tailoring it to each and every location. So reminding people once again that Toronto, 
It's going to be uh, Vancouver in January 11th through the 13th is coming mm-hmm. up for the next event that's going to be going on for Lyft events and experiences. And then again, February 2024, San Francisco. Stay tuned mm-hmm. to what's going to be happening with the expo, liftexpo.ca. Again, I've been here with Director of Marketing of the Lyft Expo, uh, expo Lisa Petty. Thanks for being on with us. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much. It was a great conversation. I hope you have a wonderful afternoon. Stay tuned. We have more Blunt Business coming up after a short break. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome back to Blunt Business. Joining me right now is a guest that is working in alongside the legendary former Saints, former Miami Dolphins running back, Heisman Trophy winner, Ricky Williams, on a leading and top-performing cannabis product, Heisman. And so I'm here right now with their chief marketing officer, Lane Radbill. Thanks for being on with me, Lane. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So I'll tell you this. I did get a chance to speak with Ricky Williams. I interviewed him, not for Cannabis Radio. This was actually for our other companion uh, network, webmasterradio.fm. I actually, he happened to be in Delray Beach, and we were supporting a TEDx event. And Ricky was speaking on a panel. He was actually speaking a presentation there. And we know there's been so much press coverage when he was, you know, an athlete, college, professional, all the things that happened after that. <clears throat> and then we always heard, you know, you would hear what the mainstream press would go and say about his affinity to cannabis and, you know, really finding himself again out of that limelight. And it's been nice to go and see where in the cannabis industry, when he's put together this product, Heisman, and other things he's been doing in terms of uh, just really showing who he really is, you know, and how much he has matured and grown in front of the cameras for all these years. The thing is, I got to see like the real warm, comforting, you know, just compassionate person. And I feel like there's something to be said about when you get to work with someone like Ricky on a product like this that it really just stands out, you know, his, well, how much he cares about the product and how much he's trying to put a good product out there where there's a lot of good companies that are looking to go ahead and work with him. Talk to me about getting the chance to on the other side of working with a name like Ricky Williams, who we know is definitely serious about the product, not just a spokesperson. Right. I mean, in a lot of ways, I look at Heisman as Ricky's Renaissance, right? Like, you, you sort of made a reference to his comfort on camera now and in interviews and things. Maybe that's compared to when he was a player. And right. I think I think what what you're really seeing now is that Ricky's getting to talk about topics that are more true to like who he believes he is or who he believes he always was. And, you know, football was the modality or the medium that got him his platform. And then cannabis was you know, another vessel that helped him discover who he really was. And and that's, you know, a cannabis, someone who's, pa- ha- excuse me, passionate about cannabis as a student, as a consumer, 
a yogi, an astrologer, basically, you know, a, a psychologist to some extent. And, and now that he's able to, you know, express that and dive into those topics with people and they don't always want to talk to him about what he did in the last game or what he's looking forward to in the next game, he, he really, you know, flourishes. And, you know, being a part of that is amazing because it's a culmination of a lot of my life's work right now, but it's great to be on a team and be working with Ricky to, to sort of, you know, have this renaissance that I'm talking about. Now, one of the companies he's gotten himself into where he's gotten himself in the air in the Arizona right now and true leaf has stood behind. Now they're launching the highest cannabis products uh, real quickly. Take me through the actual product line and just what is it that it comes together about the the products you've gotten created and sure the onus behind what what is really where he's trying to go and put products out there just right now it's already gonna be available statewide in Arizona and yeah talk we're, about this yeah no problem so um currently we're in six states California Arizona <laughs> um, Oregon Washington Pennsylvania and Massachusetts. And in Arizona, we are sold in True Leaf stores, but our partnership was with a group called Abundant Organics, and they grow um, organic living soil cannabis there in Arizona. But in general, across all states, we have um, a unique nomenclature for our cannabis line. So everything is pregame, which is a sativa, halftime, which is a hybrid, and postgame, which is your indica. And then on top of that, we do things like naming our strains after athletes that are generally from the market, which we're we're talking about, right? So if we're talking about Arizona, we have a strain called Candy Johnson, which is a reference to Randy Johnson. We have Chew Barkley, which is a Charles Barkley reference. Um, and, and it goes on, right? So right. G.T. Watt, I think, is down <laughs> there. So. You know, and, and then like Massachusetts, for example, we have Gelati Edelmints or in Pennsylvania, Andrew McCushion, um, California. We have, you know, Ken Jiffy Jr., Durant Sproles, um, just constant references to athletes. And that's a testament to, you know, obviously we're a very sporty brand, but we're trying to own that intersection of cannabis and sports. Um, I think a lot of brands that have ventured into that area have taken a health and wellness, recovery, performance, sort of messaging uh, matrix. And what we are trying to do is provide that, if that's what you're interested in. Certainly, Ricky can talk to you and our brand can talk to you about using cannabis for mental health, physical health, recovery, and on and on. But also the other side, where I think you know the majority of consumers are, is they understand at a high level what cannabis can do for them you know, on those topics, rest, recovery, health, physical, mental, all that. But they aren't necessarily students and they're not necessarily studying, you know, how could this blend of terpenes in, in this hybrid flower uh, really help me with my, you know, back pain or my anxiety or something. Yeah. They just believe that it can. And so, you know, positioning our brand in a way that allows consumers to attach to it for a recreational purpose, much like they may some you know alcohol brand on game day mm -hmm. we want to be the cannabis for game day 
and, and like I said, also provide that layer, those layers of depth. If you are curious about how our cannabis can help you with X, Y, and Z uh, ailment or, you know, anxiety, whatever it may be, we have that too. You know, now, we you, obviously with the branding and the messaging, when you have it set together, it's definitely created with a sports kind of feel to it, a mass appeal. But the other part I would imagine when you're marketing the product is when you hear what Ricky says. Like there's a story I'm thinking from Flaunt.com. He spoke with uh, Shirley's Temple. And when they were talking about Kim to how cannabis really gave him to a real area of spirituality. I'm quoting from here. Cannabis is real medicine. For what it did for me, it opened my mind, gave me access to real spirituality. That's something I want to get on the mountaintop and scream because the world needs it right now. If more people can open their minds and realize that we're all connected to start to live in a way that honors that, it gets better for everyone. When you hear him, it's really philosophizing. Is that something that you feel like when you're doing the marketing, the messaging, is that something you also take away from Ricky because of the way he represents himself that Heisman needs to represent it in the same way as well to another part that is looking for that spiritual awakening, that highness, that feeling of euphoria. Absolutely. I mean, I think what he's talking about is sparking greatness and our tagline is spark greatness, right? Right. Right. And, you know, when you talk to Ricky or you read his interviews, you find out that like cannabis was that catalyst for him to spark greatness. It's not that, cannabis was his spark of greatness it was that that thing that he consumed that allowed him to get outside of himself and start you know assessing what am i really interested in what makes me feel good how can i contribute right and that's what i think i know that he's really talking about there is that you know use cannabis to figure those things out about yourself that's the medicine right it's it's using it to be introspective it's using it to not just like, you know, you know, I think a lot of people consume a variety of substances to cope, to to <laughs> sort of get through the day, the week, whatever it may be. And you can certainly do that with cannabis if you want to. But, you know, our message, Ricky's message is about using it with intent. And, and once you do that and you really have something that you want to focus on and develop or work through, cannabis can be that tool to really help you do that. And that's that's medicinal. Right. Like that, that really right. contributes to mental health. There's just so many roadblocks left when it comes to, obviously we know what we're in legalization will ever come into play. I still think it's three to five years down the line, but then also just seeing certain organizations from his past that you'd like to see where the example he is setting right now, that you go back and look at where he worked in the NFL, all those fellow players that, you know, would, he would have liked to lift the legacy to show here's the example I'm setting. I'm not going to let the NFL dictate what I'm able to go and do to help my, for my health. So he left in 2004 and that decision, you know, sports world can say what they want. Every sports radio host can say whatever they want. I thought it was an amazing decision that he did because it was for himself. It's, it, it's just like everyone else. Sometimes you need to work on yourself and you can't let all the pressures and the obstacles that go on out there that are holding you back from feeling great. And you know, it's that pressure is just so much to put on someone, even though, we're still doing a lot of drug testing still for the NFL, for cannabis, regularly starting a training camp, and as many times as six drug tests of players each year. While the NFL is doing a study on the impact of cannabis and CBD pain management, and they've put a million dollars out there to study it, which is a nice little gesture. Other than that, you know, I can imagine that it's the word getting across and that 
when you look at what Heisman is as a platform, what else is there that Ricky can do that he's feeling like right now when he talks about it? What are the next steps to try to get the message across and get more people to embrace? So, you know, from a <clears throat> community building standpoint, we're ramping up our efforts of being out there more, whether that's events, um, panels, places for people to get information, have access to Ricky, have access to other athletes, have access to our brand, right? The community building side is is paramount to our efforts. Um, but from like a what I would call an internal, you, you know, less public facing effort standpoint, you know, we're we're behind the scenes building a community of professional athletes that you know are able to communicate with each other sort of positioning ricky as as the og uh of of this sort of journey right like a, a, of having cannabis and a professional sports career exist simultaneously and so he's a great soundboard you know i, I would say that ricky made um a lot of mistakes that he can help advise guys on you know how to avoid that but also like you were saying i think the person that does what's best for themselves in the face of all the pressure and all the uh, opinions of the pundits and everybody saying you should do this and then you do the opposite that's much harder shows a lot more character than you know the people who just do what they quote unquote should do right i think you know that's an example there where ricky said you know believe it or not i'm going to turn down this money i'm going to turn down the fame and all the stuff that the general population thinks that they actually want and i'm going to go after what i really want and i challenge you to assess you know your values right like think about it i'm going to show you the exact opposite of what you expect to see and i'm going to feel good about it and give you an example of how you can do that in your life and and you know that's that's freedom in my opinion right like sparking greatness is a parallel for freedom excellence all those things and and you know whether you agree with what ricky chosen his career or not guess what it doesn't matter that was his his choices and he's happy and it, it's kind of paying off right so it's going to send people to the website it's heisman h-i-g-h-s-m-a-n if anybody thought it was a trophy no it's high like high h-i-g-h-s-m-a-n.com there you find the, the the see what the flower looks like the merch community basing right there as well and for those that want to go and keep in touch with what you're doing over at Heisman and to also keep in touch with what Ricky's doing as well in this plight right here to get Heisman out to the masses, talk to me about that. Um, so, you know, we have a really robust PR uh, side of our business. So we have Ricky out there speaking often. Um, members of our brand are also pretty vocal and out there. But, you know, you can find us on Instagram simply at Heisman, where we have a lot of updates, things going on there. Um you know, also on our website, Heisman.com, there's a store finder. <laughs> so you're able to find all the locations, like I said, in Oregon, Washington, California, Arizona, Massachusetts, and Pennsylvania, where Heisman is sold. And also on that website, we have a current events listing. So if you check that tab out, you can get there from our Instagram. Also, um, you'll be able to find out a schedule of Ricky's appearances, brand activations, combination of both. And and keep up with the brand. And I would recommend going to the merch. I look right now, the Letterman Varsity jacket looks dope. That's amazing looking. I love the way it looks, especially with the little goat right there and the way it's embedded. That's really nice looking. Plus the pullover hoodies, the tie dyes, the the full zips, 
all that looks really, really cool. It's very like that's I mean, that's about as good as a brand as anything else you can see in a footlock or any store, honestly. Yeah, it's classic. And, you know, on that note, in the next couple of weeks, we're going to be releasing uh, for sale on the Heisman website, um, football jerseys, baseball jerseys and golf polos. So awesome. Sort of put together a little summer sports package. Uh, we have, you know, a golf towel, some shorts, and like I said, the polos coming out, and a couple of jerseys in time for, you know, baseball playoff season and the start of the football season. So, trying to evolve, always stay sporty, uh, always trying to appeal to the nostalgia of sports too. I think you know, Ricky has a really cool audience here, like a lot of. 35 plus people remember Ricky and his playing days intimately, whereas younger folks don't, but they remember, you know, glean, they can glean things from his story. The guy with dreads, the guy that advisor, the amazing running back who walked away from the league to smoke weed. Like those are all things that get people's ears to perk up. And so, you know, our apparel tries to appeal to, to both ends of that spectrum. Really love what's being done here. Thank you so much, Chief Marketing Officer Heisman Lane Radbill, for being with us here on Grassroots Marketing. Thanks for taking time out. Thank you. And thank you, listeners, for tuning in. We'll talk to you next time. How to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.